For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Schadenfreude, everybody must have screamed, ah, he's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From literally outside the studio, like I, I'm looking in to the window from my back porch. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Why am I on the back porch? Uh, I'm back from vacation. I have two cats. You've heard one of them or both of them. If you've listened to multiple episodes of this podcast, they haven't seen me in a while and they just won't be quiet. In the nicest way possible, they will not shut up. So, I'm on the back porch, and I was on the microphone two weeks ago when Bob Hoggins got fired. And now, uh, and I recorded that outside. Back outside, this may be an outside podcast. An outdoors podcast that has nothing to do with the outdoors. It's just where I can get some quiet and talk about WVU basketball. That's a me problem. A lot has happened in two weeks, and a lot has happened. But also, a lot still has to happen. And I'm going to try to cover most of this. Like, typically June, gearing up for TBT, gearing up for Best Virginia. And we're going to gear up for that. But it's it's fairly quiet on the TBT front. Not a full roster announcement yet on social media. Uh, just a handful of guys. So we'll get there. But there's a lot happening. And again, a lot is happening with WVU basketball because of what Bob Huggins did two weeks ago. So let's get into the first part. So Bob Huggins leaves, and then you got to find a replacement in June, which not a great time to hire a a Division One basketball coach? <laughs> Not the best timing. April, kind of a good time where coaches are finishing their season or have already finished their season. And that's when kind of coaching searches happen. Bigger pools of coaches available looking to make a change, possibly. Uh, but this was June. I think Ren Baker had the intention of hiring a permanent guy and doing a national search, which he did. And, uh, you know, it's June. So Andy Kennedy, hot name. He was on the hot board. Shout out to Mike Kazaza, friend of the podcast, and his reporting during this entire process. Andy Kennedy was a hot name, high on the hot board. And then he, he sent a fake news tweet. And I believe, I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, 
but I'm assuming the fake news, or by memory, I would say the fake news was in all capital letters. Because have you ever seen somebody tweet something with the words fake news and it not be all capital letters? <laughs> that is not science, but I feel like uh, you can't go small letters fake news. You have to scream it. Anyways, fake news dragon emoji, Andy Kennedy, current UAB coach, remains current UAB coach, out of the running. Then we find out after the fact that Ren Baker, and this guy was on the hot board, but he, Ren Baker, maybe not just him, a WVU constituency, went to Michigan to talk to former WVU head basketball coach John Beeline. John Beeline, not a head coach anywhere. Doing some consulting, I believe, for the Detroit Pistons. And hey, John, uh, we got an opening. You've been here before. Any interest? And from reporting, it sounds like there was interest, but not enough. It didn't happen. Beeline doesn't come. Uh, other names in that hot board and, and possibly interviewed, uh, like, the best Division II basketball coach of all time has Baker ties and was seen as a possibility among other guys with Huggins ties, guys that are just good at their job. Uh, but it's, again, June. Like, all those guys could have been a possibility, but June, right? And so interviews were had. And within a week's time, and this is a pro-Josh podcast. My name is Josh Witt. Uh, regardless of how I feel about myself, self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, inherently, this podcast is going to be a pro-Josh podcast because that's that's uh, what my mom and dad decided to name me when I was a baby. And so it was great to see, because Josh's need to stick together, that a not only was a Josh named head coach, interim head coach. But uh, this Josh was already in the program. Josh Eilert, assistant coach Josh Eilert, has been named the interim head coach. He gets 11 months. It's very clear in the how this was communicated from WVU and from Ren Baker that Josh Eilert gets the job on an interim basis. He's got 11 months, and Ren is going to either go to the drawing board again and get somebody else. And let's be clear, Ren Baker may be, as I'm speaking, at the drawing board. Like He's got 11 months to get his ducks in a row. He doesn't have to wait until the season is over to have people lined up and conversations happening. I don't know how that works. I don't know the legalities of that. Let's just say, in addition to Ren Baker always having a list in case something happens for uh, a coaching vacancy, by naming Josh Eilert as interim coach, anybody at a, at a time that's not June um, could be given the heads up uh, but before we get to when coaches get hired, which is typically in that March or April range. So anyways, Josh Eiler, what do we know about him? He came over with Bob Huggins from Kansas State. Bob Huggins was there in Manhattan for one season 
Eilert was a graduate assistant. Huggins comes to WVU. Eilert comes to WVU with them as a video coordinator. And was the video coordinator for WVU for six seasons. Then he moved to director of basketball operations for nine seasons. I don't know what that job entailed other than from the outside looking in, Josh Eilert, his name would come up in regard in regards to scheduling. Like he would get praise for a strong non-conference strength of schedule with Eilert working the phones and email machine or whatever to get the mid-majors and buy-in games in November and December, right? When you hear Josh Eilert's name in that time frame, it's regarding of something along the lines of Josh did a great job putting the schedule together to make our computer numbers look good, right? That's my understanding. He did more than that, but that's what I remember when Josh Eilert's name came up. Within that time, as the director of basketball operations, he spent one season as an interim assistant coach. So one season on the bench. Then last season, when Eric Martin took the job at South Carolina State, Josh Eilert, back to the bench, assistant coach. And then Bob Huggins gets fired. And now Josh Eilert is the head coach of West Virginia University basketball. Right? So again, WVU put in a tough spot by Bob Huggins, found the pool of applicants to not be as strong as what it would be in another part of the year because it's June. And so Josh Eilert steps into an 11-month opportunity to prove himself. And... And it can go really one of two ways. There's really no, there's not like a variety of options here or, or more than two options. He either knocks it out of the park and gets the, and, and they drop the interim tag. Or he doesn't knock it out of the park and they say, Josh Eiler, thank you for being our interim head coach. Uh, best of luck in the future. Uh, this is, we're going to go with the, another guy. Like, those are the two options. And I don't have a number of wins that equates knocking it out of the park, and, and Rent Baker probably doesn't either. But his assessment of Josh Eilert for him to keep the job is knocked it out of the park. Okay? So those are the stakes for Eilert. And it's a great opportunity. And so Josh Eilert can look around, even with... Within the Big 12, with WVU ties, and look at interim coaches that have fared well. Josh Eilert can point to Rodney Terry at Texas and say, that guy was made an interim coach under a bad situation, and that guy did great. And Rodney Terry did do great. He finished the season with Texas getting to the Elite Eight, and Texas dropped the interim title and gave him the job. Josh Eilert can point to Joe Mazzulla and say, uh, that guy got the interim job in a bad situation. And Boston dropped the interim tag in the middle of the season. So that's great. Or even without an interim tag, Josh Eilert can 
point to Jerome Tang at Kansas State, who had zero years of head coaching experience before he got the job at Kansas State, and say they gave Tang a chance, and Tang did great in his first season at Kansas State. And all those can be true, and he can point to those and say, or he can look at John Shire, who didn't have head coaching experience, and he got the he got the head coaching job at Duke. Like you can just look around and point to Lake and John Shire had a good first season. Success. He's not blazing a new trail here. The counterpoint to that, I just want to play both sides here. Rodney Terry, yes, he was given the interim job. He had 10 seasons of Division I head coaching experience prior to finishing out the season as an interim head coach at Texas. Missoula, closer to Eilert as far as experience, but Missoula got three seasons as an NBA assistant. He does have reps at, and it's at D2 at Fairmont State, but he he did have a couple of seasons of head coaching experience before getting the interim job. And let's be clear on Missoula, he... He got he got the interim tag dropped. Also, he got he almost got dropped. If Boston gets swept out of the playoffs, Joe Missoula is not the head coach. Feel pretty confident saying that. But still, Missoula still the head coach. Success and Missoula can get better. Tang was on the bench at Baylor as an assistant coach for nineteen seasons. So zero head coaching experience, but 19 years on a bench in the Big 12. And so Josh Eilert, on paper, yes, he has 16 seasons with WVU. He's got two seasons on the bench and zero head coaching experience. And so you'd say, Josh, number one, hey, Josh, it sounds like you're not pro-Josh. And that I, what I'm saying is I am pro Josh, but you could say, Hey Josh, I don't know if you're pro Josh. And also, uh, you said it was a great opportunity, but you're poo pooing his experience. (sighs) Yes, he's got a great opportunity, but he's his first opportunity as a head coach and his third year of being on a division one coaching staff on the bench I don't know why I'm <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about the bench so much but this is year 3 for Josh Eilert on the bench and it's not this is not the Sun Belt this is not the MEAC with love and respect to those conferences his first his interim head coaching opportunity comes at arguably the best division 1 basketball men's basketball league or conference in the country uh, for a decade like that's what he's stepping into it's a coach's league and for like not even talking about the accolades of the coaches in the big 12 let's just look at head coaching experience at a collegiate level We'll, we'll count junior college going into this season Let's just go through and and remember, uh, welcome Houston, welcome UCF, welcome BYU, welcome the other team. What is it? (laughs) Cincinnati, our friends in Ohio. 
this is the head coaching experience in the Big 12 going into this season. So Jerome Tang, I mentioned, he's got one year under his belt. So it's Eilert zero, Tang one, and Tang had a great first season. Mike Boyton at Oklahoma State, six years. TJ in Iowa State, who's who's right now crossing his arms in a in a tight polo, seven years of head coaching experience. Mark Pope at BYU, eight years. Rodney Terry, ten. Wes Miller, twelve at Cincinnati. The new guy at Texas Tech, McCaslin, fourteen seasons as a head coach. Johnny Dawkins at UCF, fifteen seasons. Porter Moser. He's and it, he's not doing great so far at Oklahoma. He's got 19 years of head coaching experience. Dixon at TCU, Jamie Dixon, 20 seasons. Scott Drew, 21 seasons. Bill Self, 30 seasons. And Kelvin Sampson, 34 seasons as a college head coach. And Josh Eilert, zero. I'm not even talking about how good these guys are as coaches. Because experience doesn't necessarily mean better. See Jerome Tang, Mike Boyton, these guys who don't have as much experience are holding their own in this conference. But experience counts for something. (laughs) And so Josh Eilert... Pro Josh Podcast has a great opportunity, but let's be very clear. Josh Eilert has been thrown into the deep end here with an interim tag, and and he's got two options. It's sink or it's swim. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So before Josh Eilert is named interim head coach last Saturday, we all learned together that the transfer portal we thought was closed is back open for 30 days when there's a head coaching change. Also, I mean, we're all learning together, transfer portal, that uh, if you graduate, there's no portal. You can just leave whenever if you have eligibility. So before Josh Eilert is named interim head coach, Kirk Cresha, Trey Mitchell, and Joe Toussaint Enter the transfer portal. Some saw that as like a as a leverage play to get so the players could get who they wanted into the program. An internal guy. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. There's probably some truth in that. Um, but what flies against that, and I'm sure there's an explanation for it, is that after Eilert was named the interim head coach. Mo Wagi and James Okonkwo, they also entered the transfer portal. So that's five guys, which totally makes sense. Bob Huggins did what he did two weeks ago. And so these guys have the opportunity to assess what's going on, whether it's do I run, want to run this back with the, the interim coach? Uh, 
the portal is open and it's June. So there's not as many guys in the portal and there's still spots available at really good schools. Maybe I test the waters, you know, in the scenario post what happened two weeks ago, I'm in and I felt with certainty that I knew who the who was going to be on the roster. And when Bob Huggins did what he did and got fired, then everybody's got the chance to figure out what they want to do. So totally get it. So those five guys, and it may we may not be done, but we have those five guys as of this recording uh, entering the portal. Now, Kirk Kresha, he basically dips his toe in the transfer portal sees that Eiler gets hired and says, all right, I'm in. I'm in for WVU. So Kirk Kresha, in this in this post-Huggins world, is the first guy on record saying, I'm in for 23-24. All right? And then we also have learned, as of this recording, that Raekwon Battle, he said he's in, and Josiah Harris, he said he's in. So we've got three guys on the record post Bob Huggins being gone saying, I'm in for this season. And other guys may be in. They just haven't said anything. Thus, I can't feel confident that they're in. That's a me problem. Okay. So are we clear? So we got Cresha, Battle, Harris. Now, Coach Eilert told John Rothstein that he anticipated that Syracuse transfer Jesse Edwards wasn't going anywhere. Uh, But that was from Coach Josh Eilert and not Jesse Edwards. So I can't put him in the he's in column for me. All right. And I've also seen WVU basketball social media provide photos of players in the practice facility in WVU gear. And that doesn't count for me either. We got three guys. The the Josh Witt roster tracker method involves guys going on record saying, I'm in. And they have to have said that after Bob Huggins uh, was fired. So we got three official. That's my count. Okay? <laughs> so that 30-day coaching change transfer window closes on July 17th. So that's mark that on your calendars and we'll see. Guys don't have to announce, hey, I'm in. That's not a requirement. I feel like it's becoming more and more of a thing that to let fans and people following know for sure. I mean, I say for sure that you're in, but that's not, you, you don't actually have to do that. So back to the guys in the portal. Creasa comes back. Trey Mitchell announces that he's in the transfer portal before Eilert is named. Also, heads to Lexington, Kentucky to take a visit with our good friends over at UK. And, and then soon after that, Trey Mitchell announces that he's going to Kentucky. Now, Joe Toussaint still in the portal. Moe and James still in the portal. All three have heard from various schools, schools that you've heard of, very good basketball schools. I don't know if James has been has been on anybody else's campus. I do know 
that Joe Toussaint and Mo Wagi have made visits. They're doing Zoom calls. These guys are figuring out what they're going to do. All three of those guys, Joe, Mo, and James, have WVU inherently on their list that they are considering coming back to WVU. And so we'll see. Uh, as of right now, those three guys still weighing out their options. And again, still time for other guys that haven't said they're in the portal to say, I'm going to jump in and see what's happening, right? Are you on the Twitter? Are you still on the Twitter? I'm on the Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, at I-M-J-O-S-H-W-H-I-T-T. Post information about the show, post things about WVU basketball, other things. Check that out. Also, Unreasonable Doubt under the Smoking Musket umbrella. So go to smokingmusket.com, follow the Smoking Musket on Twitter at Smoking Musket. Listen to West by Pod, another Smoking Musket podcast with Jordan and Joel. Do those things. Twitter. So that's the that's those are the questions that need answered now. Besides who Eiler is going to have on his coaching staff, we know Demar Johnson is under contract for another season, so he's in. Assuming Everhart's coming back, assuming Ruoff comes back, either as a GA or an actual assistant coach, Juwan Staten came out with the tweet. Wondering why he wasn't being called. He deleted that tweet. We'll see what happens with Juwan Staten. Uh, Jordan McCabe's name has been thrown around as a grad assistant. So questions about staff. Uh, Josh Eiler's got to recruit for upcoming seasons as the interim head coach, which should be exciting on the recruiting trail. Then, of course, figuring out where the dominoes fall as far as this year's roster. I would say that's number one with the bullet is figuring out who you're going to have for next season on your roster and probably one a figuring out who your staff's going to be. All that's got to happen and got to happen soon because again, somebody's going to Italy in August. Uh, But I guess we've got to wish Trey Mitchell officially the best in his future endeavors. One season for Trey Mitchell with uh, WVU. He led the team in minutes in his one season with the Mountaineers. Trey Mitchell had a strong non-conference showing as far as production on the offensive end. Then he had a big lull during Big 12 play and then finished the season strong. Ended up averaging 12 points, around six rebounds for the season. Willing passer, great footwork. Just at times looked like, how can you guard this guy? And then sometimes... You know, as as great as he finished the season, he also had that dud game at Iowa State where Emmett Matthews was playing the four in because Trey Mitchell was was really bad, uh, and I believe got ejected from that game, if I'm not mistaken. So that was his dud in the midst of a strong final push of the season. 
And I was excited for year two of Trey Mitchell in Morgantown. And Trey Mitchell was excited to come back in April on social media. He had the video put together announcing he was coming back to WVU, something along the lines of unfinished business. He went on the radio, and this is a quote from his appearance uh, on the statewide sports line, Metro News, quote, there was no option of me transferring or anything like that, end quote. Quote, if I was in college for another year, there was no doubt it was going to be here, unquote. So that's April, and then things happen. Trey Mitchell graduates from WVU. And so he can be a graduate transfer without any uh, portal issue. And and then Bob Huggins did what he did a couple of weeks ago. And that formula leads to Trey Mitchell in his post saying he was going to Kentucky, addressing Mountaineer fans. And from that, a couple of quotes, quote, I've got to think about my future and ensure myself the best opportunity to follow that dream, unquote. The dream being, of course, having a career playing basketball. And then he also said, quote, I'll always be a fan of Mountaineer Nation, unquote. Well, thanks, Trey. And thank you for your one season at WVU. Uh, I wish you, Trey Mitchell, the best in your future endeavors. More dominoes to fall. This is a very fluid situation. With WVU, who's going to be on the roster? Who's going to be on the coaching staff? Lots of questions that we don't typically get answered in June. Maybe coaching decisions happen in June. Uh, But the other stuff uh, seems a little foreign. But I'm here for it. And please listen to the podcast to get all the latest information later than what you'd get on social media. (laughs) That's not a great pitch for the podcast. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, You're listening to this right now. So however you're listening to this now, do that. Or use Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU under coach Josh Eilert they are 0 and 0「big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.